Hey there, you are listening to Port Zero, a Polygon Studios podcast and your port of entry into the metaverse. I am your host, Brian Trunzo, metaverse lead at Polygon Studios, and I'm joined here today by the great Keith Soljasic, uh, the head of innovation at Publicis Media, my personal hero and the pride of Chicago. Keith, great to have you here. Hey, Brian, thanks for having me on. It's great to be here. Fan of the podcast, my friend. You're doing great work here. Yeah, you know, we're going uh, bi-weekly, but I think we probably have enough energy and probably enough contacts at Polygon and myself to, to do this on a weekly basis. And I think we could probably go longer than a half hour. So, uh, you know, no. Brand, brand awareness is high. Yes. Brand yeah, awareness very, is high. very high. But, you know, every two weeks, we got to keep our, our targets targeted. And, and you've been a hot target for me for quite some time. So let's start with your origin story, your, your crypto origin story. You, you're quite the DJ. <laughs> well... My, my, my extensive DGen days are way behind me uh, now, but um, yeah, ju- jumping in, you know, my crypto origin story is, is very much just a, a really curious, you know, a curious mind that's exploring into the space and kind of going back to, you know, my background, my history and my experience here at Publicis Group, um, you know, it, it goes back to, boy, about six years ago, I had pivoted my career within Digitas, which is the agency I was working at at the time and really saw the future power and possibility for virtual reality. And it really just started right there in VR. Um, And this was when, you know, the very first Oculus headsets were coming out. We started building some of the first brand experiences uh, in virtual reality. And, you know, anyone who's jumped into VR and had that light bulb moment knows what that feels like. And, and if you work in, in our space and in, in brand experience, that, that clicks really quickly. Hey, I can create an entire world inside of this virtual reality headset that's a, that's a branded world that gives you everything you could possibly want from a marketing standpoint. So I got that light bulb moment, uh, you know, back in 2015 when we started working on this stuff. And so I had built my career and, start, and really started building my career to then into the XR space. So it was VR and then AR, and then we just kind of, you know, class codified everything as XR. Um, and so had been doing work in that space with American Express and Whirlpool. And, and we did an incredible uh, activation with the John F. Kennedy Presidential Library and Museum. Uh, and, I, and I, yeah, I mean, I really thought this was going to be, uh, you know, where I retired in VR, basically, uh, except you know, in in 2020, as we we're all home, you know, sticking around and, and hanging out online, right? And uh, you know, my best friend in the world <clears throat> started collecting crypto punks, uh, and and uh, that was really my first exposure. I had been a crypto investor, and you know, uh, that whole thing, but really, to crypto punks was was sort of my gateway into NFTs th- through him, uh, and then ultimately started collecting myself, uh, joining, you know, these early Discord communities and certainly spent a ton of time late 2020, early 21 in the Larva Labs Discord as well. And so uh, that's really the moment uh, where I could start to see that NFTs and, and collecting and that digital experience you know, your identity as a crypto punk, you know, being your brand and some of these early spaces, it, it really started to click for me from a, like 
where how this would apply to brands in, in, in marketing very soon. And then ultimately started, you know, uh, hanging out with these artists who are creating amazing digital art. Right. And, and I remember working uh, with Justin Aversano really early on. It was like, you've got your incredible art and where are you going to show it? Right. And where are you going to display this awesome art? And started to work with the, uh, you know, on cybers of the world in building art galleries. Well, hey, that's <clears throat> the precursor to metaverse experiences. So that's where this all starts to now blend together into now we started using the metaverse, the M word, and we started using Web3, right? And this was all, uh, you know, not, now not just making sense to me, but the people that I worked with in the innovation space within Publis's group at large, right? And so... Um, you know, my origin story very much is both as a professional experience in XR and ultimately the metaverse, but then in NFTs and now what's evolved into Web3. It's always so interesting to hear how one is hit by the metaverse bug, right? Like it's this perfect confluence of circumstances in your life that make it so obvious. Did Was it aha for you? It sounds like it was pretty aha, like this is where the world is going. I need to smarten up on this. This is where I want to plant my flag. Yeah, and, and very specifically, uh, the first Volvo <clears throat> virtual reality experience we created uh, at Digitas for uh, you know, the auto touring auto shows around the world. And when you could sit in that Volvo XC90 and effectively get a virtual test drive, all right, this is this is a whole new world now, um, and mind blowing back in in 2015. So. That, you know, and then that moment and then and then starting to get into this world to create and using game engines as a creative tool, as opposed to, you know, in marketing, what we were used to, you know, cameras and and Photoshop and Illustrator and <clears throat> everything we use to create 2D experiences. But then now moving into utilizing game engines to create 3D experiences. And that's, uh, you know, that's a big shift as well as a creator and how you make make these things. You know, you were talking about how your personal and professional lives lives were sort of merging together. You know, you had your best friend who was collecting crypto punks. Um, you know, you were sensitive to AR, VR, and XR. That was your business, right? And then you saw the connection to NFTs here. How, how was it? What so when you started going down this rabbit hole? How was it internally at Publicis when you, uh, you know, told your peers and and those to whom you report into that you wanted to explore this a little bit more as a, as a business unit? Like how did how did this develop at Publicis and how did you drive this change internally? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, ton of credit to the entire organization. Um, you know, innovation is not just welcome, but it's fostered and it's operationalized within the group. Um, you know, we're we're eighty five thousand people globally, um, and so when we started to collect the people, uh, you know, we we've also have an, an incredible network of innovation leads at, at the agencies around around the world and, and we stay real tight. And when, we, when someone finds out something that's really cool, you know, it's instantly being distributed out to the rest of this community. And and there was a few folks that started really talking about NFTs early in 2021 and coming out, actually coming out of CES that year. Um, we stuck NFTs in our trend decks and it wasn't even a topic at CES because we just thought this was gonna be a topic whether they were talking about it or not. Um, and so, you know, then, you know, utilizing this community within the group, 
uh, to amplify the message and say, hey, get this out there, start looking at it and thinking about it. Um, but what I think really, you know, one, one of the two, two things I really accelerated that growth. And first was, um, you know, the work we, we did on, on autograph.io and we worked with um, that whole team in crafting their experience strategy and, and, and how that they would go to market. Um, you know, they they were incredible partners for us, but that was the first, that was the, I think the first brand that we had brought on at, at group that was exclusively working uh, in the NFT space. And, um, you know, a lot of success there, they've gone on to do incredible things and have built an amazing team at autograph.io. Uh, and then we really wanted to, to, to put, what we learned into practice uh, and the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade campaign we did, um, you know, in November last year was, I think, you know, really the case study uh, that unlocked awareness around the group and, and, and everything we did, um, you know, both from a traditional media standpoint and then a Web3 uh, activation standpoint, th you know, this worked and we had a case that proved it. And that was a big motivator as well to say, hey, we can do this. And not, not only can we make it happen with the right strategy, but we can take a brand like Macy's and bring them in to, you know, the 21st century, right? And, and reach, reach, you know, consumers they were never reaching. So uh, between the, you know, those two things that the awareness just really skyrocketed rocketed, and there's just inherent curiosity, right? We're creators at the Publicis Group and the agency, and everybody just wants to know, hey, what's the next opportunity for innovation? Where do we go look? And NFTs were that space. And and then having folks, myself, and and, and certainly a, a you know extensive group that said, all right, you should think about it in this way, right? I think that kept the, the container on uh, where we went, right? It's hard to learn this space and also to work, learn like what works and what's cool. And, and having those guides along the way, I think helped us in a big way. Yeah, you said it's hard to learn this space. That was one of the, the first observations I made uh, in our relationship when we got to speaking was just how much you and your contemporaries live and breathe this space. And with that, I know how hard it is to temper your passion when speaking with folks about the space, either personally or professionally. So I'm just curious, in presenting to clients on this spectrum of education to execution, when a client is more on the education side, what is that like? Like, How do you temper yourself from being so excited and pushing a client towards something that they may or may not be ready for? And, and what is that process like? Yeah, I can tell you, Brian... Um, We've we've we basically had two schools of thought on this, and you know, over the course of um, the last nine to ten months, as we've been meeting with, you know, all the brands under the sun uh, that we work with at Publicis Group, um, who've come to us and said, you know, we don't even know what we want to do here, but we want to start by being educated in this space. What does it mean? Two things: we never detached you know, effectively the metaverse from the opportunities that if blockchain experiences and what Web3 enables. We never detach those two, right? They've got to be hand in hand because if you're going to take a look at the future, like you've got to know where we're going. And, I, and we always thought it was equally important to be educated at the same time. This time we have with CMOs and with teams, that's precious. So we want to take that time to really get them an education. We started off where you know, in, in what my opinion was, uh, was very safe, right? And we were 
explaining things and we were holding back a little bit and we said, we'll get to the 201. Uh, what shocked me, pleasantly surprised, was ultimately brands wanted more. They were like, we're okay. Go ahead, like lay it on us. Uh, give us give us that next level of education and, and we'll walk with you. And so we we rewrote our, you know, effectively our entire curriculum and went deeper um, in the 101. Uh, and we found that, you know, we still took what we liked about our, our first draft of the curriculum, which was relating it back to things you know already today, you know, comparing what's happening today to where it's going to go in the future, grounding it in reality and things they know. But we took the shackles off and said, all right, no, we're going to actually go deep on the tech you know, take a chance to go deeper on the tech and to go deeper into Web3 and explaining the building blocks of of Web3, the blockchain, the crypto wallets, identity, NFTs, metaverse experiences. Then we really hit, you know, we hit our stride then because we're, you know, subject matter experts in this space. We can explain it. We can answer the questions and we can translate it in a way that that's that's digestible for brands. That's so interesting. So Macy's was 2021 Thanksgiving. So there there was some sort of uh, 30, 60, 90 leading into that, I would imagine. So this puts us into like Q2 of 2021. I'm just trying to get a sense of at what point your team was built out, right? Because in my mind, it, it must have been the case where it started off as like a ragtag group of guys that were really interested in the subject matter internally. And then, you know, a proof of concept was developed. Was that proof of concept Macy's? I don't know. That's my question to you. And then a team was built. So can, can you um, sort of lay that out, how the team was built, what the team looks like today and what the priorities are moving forward? Yeah. So, you know, a ton of credit and shout out to Eric Levin, who is our um, chief uh, content and innovation officer for Publicis Media North America. Um, <clears throat> it was his vision to, to take what's effectively media content and marry it with an innovation lens to make sure that everything we're developing here at Publicis Media and, and, and even wider at the group stays ahead, right? And stays what's next now, you know, now and future. Um, we never, we didn't want to be caught, hey, in the past, right? And so layering in an innovation on top of our content practice was Eric's vision. And as I came in and looked at, hey, what do we need to ensure growth here and that we're not just addressing what's happening today for brands, but that we're going to be uh, empowered for growth in the future, um, you know, architected the team we'd need, um, you know, on, on what was basically day one um, and how we would need to set up this team to be not only subject matter experts, but then to be able to build products and services for the clients that we, uh, that we work with. So we, exactly what you said, um, we looked internal and we found people who are incredibly brilliant in the space that we're looking for a career move here. And in a publicist group, this is important, right? We we don't want to lose talent if they're interested in the space. And if we've got a place for them and they've got experience, you know, we're looking to fill those roles. And so we did that for you know some folks. We moved over into this team and we hired some incredible talent uh, from outside the organization, not only for that external perspective, but also you know, these are uh, people who have what qualifies as extensive experience <laughs> in this space <laughs> and always makes me laugh because you're like, I've been in this since 2021. Wow. 
that's extensive experience. Uh, but no, we, we hired people who had uh, experience in the space, uh, but also a passion to go build and, and create this with us. So, um, you know, we hired head of blockchain, uh, we've hired a head of Web3 investment, and we've really built up our strategic capabilities because I think, you know, right now that's what is in most demand is from a brand is, hey, what's what's our strategy? Before we go talk about who we're going to co-brand an NFT with or drop some utility with, what, what's our what's our roadmap and what's our strategy as a brand? How do we win? And that's um, that's where we're starting. On that point, have you seen sort of more deliberate actions being taken internally among your clients now that we're in this bear market where people could take a step back and sort of remove themselves from the FOMO and say, hey, you know, we want to think about this a little bit more deliberately, or, you know, we had an idea to crawl, walk, run, but let's reassess and figure out what does crawl actually mean? What does run actually mean? Has this bear market changed any priorities among your clients? So a couple of things, um, you know, in, in our world and what's ne- what's now, you know, starting to be looked at as, as legacy, but I don't really agree with that. We, we're not moving at the speed of, of Web3 and neither are our, our brand partners. They, we all want to, but at the same time, we're taking careful consideration because blockchain's forever, right? And so we, you know, don't have the luxury of staying pseudonymous or, you know, experimenting and in, 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 in that space. So it's got to be a really deliberate. So yes, we're still very much, you know, most of the brands we work with are still very much in the crawl phase, right? And they want to figure out strategically what they want to do. And, and, you know, for the ones that were in and building with us before, that hasn't stopped because we've shown, you know, where this is a multi-year roadmap. You're going to get there. We're going to get you there on the way. And, and I don't think the bear market has, has changed their perception of the opportunity for building building a community, right? And, and really, like, that's where we're leading them. Um, brands want to build communities. And before we started talking about them as communities, these are audiences. So, you know, the bear market has no bearing on building a community for a brand and finding your audience. So no slowdown from that standpoint. On the other standpoint, we've got brands who maybe look at this and say, oh, are the collectors, not, you know, are they not going to be there? Are they not going to invest in our in our NFTs? Are they looking away? And we always just turn right around and ask them, like, well, if the market is what you're basing your strategic decisions on and you're going to lean on that, then who are you actually attracting as your c- collectors? Because if the market matters to you, then, and you're going to wait till it's bull, then great, you're going to go get those investors. And, and an investor is not the same thing as a consumer. So that's two very different things. And so we always just look back and we say, who are you actually speaking to? Uh, and if it's a consumer, then the market could go to up, down, left, right. It doesn't really matter. We're in it for the experience. Man, Keith, I feel like you're going to have to send an invoice out to the millions of listeners that I have for that advice. It's incredible. <laughs> I well, just love like, it. you know, it's um, it's it's a it's an ever evolving, you know, POV here because we're building it, at, you know, building the plans as we're flying it. So, and it's not one size fits all for every brand. They're going to find their authentic way in, and I'm sure there's no shortage of people who are going to tell you about how 
brands can find their authentic way in. Um, but, but it's true. Uh, you, you know, it's, it's so delicate, you know, brands stepping in this space. It's like, it's like a house of cards, man. One card, not set right. And that whole, the whole thing can, can fall apart. And you got to build that equity back. And, and I think that's, what's most important to, to our client partners is um, maintaining trust and establishing trust. Yeah. And you guys are, are building this foundation with, well poiled, uh, well poured concrete and cement. Um, that that's what I would say to that. You know, pivoting into the plans for publicist to the extent that you can get into any of it. One of the things that I found most interesting when you and I started talking was that you guys weren't just talking the talk, but you were walking the walk, right? That you guys were building up your internal capabilities and were actually looking to create on behalf of Publicis Media, right? That uh, you were looking to create digital products and services and have a footprint within the metaverse and own assets and set yourselves up through middleware to be able to transact in crypto and do all these native things, right? Um, so not only talking about future-proofing brands, but future-proofing yourself and, and innovating and being ahead. So to the extent that you know, you're know you at liberty to talk about any of your future plans or what you guys have in the pipeline, I, I would love to hear about it. Yeah, I mean, look, um, what, what I can tell you is that we we have a vision for what we think um, a, meta, a mature metaverse offering is going to be for a brand. Um, you know, um, in, in, with regards to our team and, and our, our perspective on this, you know, we 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 believe that digital experience is moving to 3D, um, and and there's very little that's going to stop that train from rolling right now. Um, the investment is going into the space. The, we've seen performance in 3D experiences, certainly augmented reality leading the way right now. I mean, if you're a brand and you don't have AR in your media mix, you're missing out on some serious performance right now. Um, and those experiences are only going to grow and become more social and more multiplayer and more geolocated, right? And so there's a ton of growth still in, in augmented reality experiences with regards to, you know, metaverse, metaversal technology, metaversal experiences. So we're looking, you know, in the short term, really focused there um, because the performance is there, widening out from that. You know, we think a brand is going to have to, uh, you know, effectively become uh, like one of these Web3 communities, right? You're going to have to, you'll have tokens uh, in the hands of your uh, of your community. Uh, you'll have um, communication channels that maybe look a little different than the communication channels that brands are using right now. Um, looking at Web3 for inspiration there. Um, but, you know, ultimately it's a, it's going to be about building those like first party and owned experiences for brands, right? Where, where can I drive you to, where can I bring you to, where can I invite you into that is wholly owned by the brand? Um, well, ultimately we can give you as the consumer, the best value exchange for your time. Um, and, you know, right now you can hit a whole lot of scale and reach in the platforms. And, and I think that's really great. And brands are doing some incredible activations on the platforms, but you know, over the course of the next few years, we'll be looking at brands build, building out their own experiences and building out their own plat own platforms in this space. And I think that's that is the the type of experience we want to be able to enable at Pubasis Group. Um, ultimately, you know, going back to well, what's really great about Web three 
if you know if it's the read write and own web then for brands the ownership is owning the experience owning the data and owning the consumer and then ultimately that value exchange and so that you know that's what we're that's our north star building those um paid owned and earned uh experiences for brands you know you say owning the experience and it, it brings me back to our first introduction, which was actually through uh, the great Lastrum from Last Slice Pizza Co., of course. Uh, you know, I had attended the Samsung 837X activation, and was, which was inside Decentraland, of course, and I was completely blown away with how immersive the experience was and how for, let's say, I think it was like 45 minutes, how literally the only thing I thought about for 45 minutes was Samsung. And uh, it was such a powerful uh, uh, activation, and I immediately had to know who was behind it. So Lastrum put us in touch, and, and that is our origin story here. So you know, you talk about these experiences. I'm highlighting 837x here. What you're doing with Samsung, I, I think this is a really good point in the conversation to highlight that and talk about um, some of the experiences that you guys have developed uh, on behalf of 837x. Some of the lessons that you've learned, uh, and some of the iterations that you have built upon or plan to build upon in the future. Because I think that is such a great example of the power of owning and. Experience. Yeah, what I can what I can tell you about Samsung that absolutely blew me away. I mean, you talk about spending forty five minutes <clears throat> in a digital experience, and you know that brings a tear to a marketer's eye. <laughs> um, but you engagement, know, Th- those metrics, that, that <laughs> engagement, baby, <laughs> great for our metrics, Brian. Just anytime you want to come back, you're always welcome. Um, <laughs> But um, Samsung 837X is, you know, both a vision uh, from the brand itself, right? And how do we represent ourselves in a virtual world? Um, And certainly when we launched for CES, it was about how do we showcase innovation in a way that's not folding phones and curved screens and remotes that don't have batteries in them, which still blows me away to this day. But how can we showcase innovation from a consumer experience standpoint, right? And that was, that was what we really uh, guided us in developing that. It's got to be never been done before. It's got to be, you know, new and innovative. And ultimately, it's, it, it's got to, you know, we really wanted to prove out Web3 web use cases and, and Web3 um, performance, right? And so looking at different metrics against that. But um, the... Uh, fact that 837X is, is sustained and, and maintained and it's still live today and you can go visit it in Decentraland is both, you know, the belief from the brand themselves and that this, that Web3 is going to be a real fertile space to continue to connect with the consumers and certainly in Gen Z, right, moving into this space, um, but also the will of like the community itself who said, we loved what you did at CES, we want more keep creating in this space and we'll keep coming. Uh, and that's, and that's what we found. So, you know, we, we feel like we just kept building on top of the last iteration. So we did CES and then we did this two part, uh, galaxy unpacked and Valentine's day. And we were kind of testing it in that space. And then what do you know, Brian, we found ourselves as a persistent metaverse world, um, that's always on and always open and an experiential hub for people to c- come in. So 
you know, both the brand believed in it um, and, and, and and put the investment behind it, but also the community and, and, and really the fans of the brand uh, embraced it uh, and said, we want more. Um, and so really culminating, uh, or at least I should say our first half of the year, culminating in, um, you know, t- two things in June. One, you know, if I'm speaking to the Web3 audience, these things sound basic. We launched our Discord. <laughs> um, but for a brand like Samsung, um, massive step uh, was so critical to build our community and just not just build the community, but retain that community, keep them co- focused and concentrated in a place we can have a dialogue with them. Um, that went all right. We got 100 and, 150,000 or 160,000 that members joined in like the first 12 hours um, uh, on that uh, on Discord. And so now there's a, you know, a vibrant community there. And then in real life, we wanted to take all the things we did from 837X uh, and bring them into the real world. And so we hosted 837Next at Samsung uh, in New York. And we're multicasting that back to our Decentraland world. So Again, pushing the pushing the envelope, pushing the limits on IRL, physical to digital, uh, and you know we're going to continue to use Decentral as a place to connect with our community, uh, but ultimately innovate in the Web three space. Yeah, you got nothing going on. Just a couple of things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the the space moves so quickly. Um, for for a marketer, it, it's so hard. To, to stay on top of things. I just wonder, where do you go for inspiration? Where do you go to recharge your batteries and, you know, refine your view uh, on the space and, and stay sharp, right? Because it, it, it's moving so incredibly fast and it, it feels like if you blink for a second, if you slip for a second, you can mix, miss an opportunity or, or you know, grow, grow stale or, or things sort of, I guess, the equivalent of a, a writer's block before a marketer, right? Like, how, how do you stay sharp here? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I like to think that the seeds that, that I planted and the, the relationships that I fostered and grew early on in my in my time here uh, in, in the in the in the NFT space and the Web three space are paying off you know in in such a big way today and that's you know that was very purposeful. Um, I didn't want to build relationships off of like what brands I could hook them up with. I wanted to build relationships off of shared experiences. So you know everything from the Discord servers that I'm in and uh, a member of Admit One, uh, G Money's, G Money's group, and a few other groups. Uh, they're awesome for alpha in the space, and not even from like allow list mints, but just people who are building in the space. Uh, another community called Jump, which is really focused on like marketers in Web three. Um, you know, those two are feeding me a ton on the Discord side. My my crypto Twitter algorithm is like solid. Right, I'm getting real good alpha off that off that crypto Twitter algorithm still, um, and you know I just I, a constant stream. It's like the fire hose, you know, the fire hose comes at you in this space, and I try to like have things that are really important be sticky, and then ultimately just if, if I'm sharing that back out with our innovation community, it feels more sticky because it's not just me that has to like remember something I saw on Twitter and then bring it back to somebody. A couple of weeks later. So, you know, I'm leaning into like the relationships in the space, but also our innovation community within, within the group to stay, to stay up. Uh, it's a full-time job on top of the full-time job. 
I love it. It's all about that good juju. And you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm picturing that meme of the two astronauts staring at Earth, and and one's like, wait. It's it's uh, in this case it's community and and the guy behind him's like it's always has been right like it's always been community and and that's what I'm hearing from you really the power and importance of community not only um, professionally but personally and uh, where the two can converge that's sort of that sweet spot where people thrive right like when you're enjoying your professional life so much it feels like your personal life and that's not to put words in your mouth but but that truly is what it sounds like when i talk to you about the space so uh with that i want to give you the parting words because we're coming up on time here uh, you know any any words of wisdom or or pieces of advice again you'll send the invoice out later uh for those brands and or creators listening to the podcast who are just dipping their toe into the water any 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 keen shrewd words from you well, I just, um, you know, I, I think right now, um, <clears throat> now I'm going to echo, you know, what you're hearing, you know, in sort of the, the Twitter sphere. It very much is a time to build. And as brands, I think you've got a window right now, another window, effectively. You know, that was if 2021 was phase zero and we just figured out what it means for a brand to launch into the space, second half 2022 and into 23. The brand, you'll you'll see the brands that are that we have been building, have been creating strategies against this, and ultimately starting to launch things that are really sophisticated. Um, so if you are not one of those brands, but you're interested in this space right now, now's as good a time as any to start um, strategically. And you can look within your own halls. You can look to the agencies you work with. If you work with Publicis Group, I think you should start there, of course. Um, but. Um, you know, it, it's as good a time as any to, to learn and start to build that roadmap. And whether you activate on that or invest in it um, this year, hey, that that's totally up to you. But, um, you know, there, 2022 is going to be over before you know it. And next year, I can only imagine you're going to have, if you got FOMO now as a brand, you're going to have insane FOMO next year with some of the, you know, Web3 enabled, bl- blockchain enabled and, and virtual experiences that that are gonna, brands are going to be launching. So uh, time's now. That's awesome, Keith. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for being on this podcast. Where can they find you? You and Publicis Media as well. Yeah, awesome. Um, we're on uh, every channel imaginable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we tend to uh, talk about professional life quite a bit more on LinkedIn. Uh, and so, you know, I'm at Keith Soljasek on nearly every platform, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, whatever you like. Um, and, you know, on uh, there's my crypto Twitter as well. And I'll just let you go find that if you're so interested in following my pseudonymous uh, crypto Twitter. It's out there if you like. Um, and, um, you know, uh, for Publicis Group as well, you know, a lot of our thought leadership goes into uh, goes into link, LinkedIn. Uh, so it's a great place to stay connected with us. Follow me, follow Publicis Media and follow the agencies uh, that are building in this space because they're doing some amazing things. That's fantastic. Keith, <laughs> thanks again. It, it's been a pleasure having you on. Hey, likewise, Brian. It's great. You can catch a new episode of Port Zero every other Friday, and you can also catch the Polygon Studios crew delivering a weekly video briefing on the Polygon Studios YouTube. That's every Wednesday. Be sure to follow Polygon Studios at Polygon Studios on Twitter and all other social media, uh, Discord included. So, you know, don't be afraid to join our beautiful burgeoning community. Uh, And this is Brian Trunzo again signing off. Thank you for listening to Port Zero.